the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God loves his children. He protects, provides, guides, forgives, and so much more. Therefore, he deserves our trust, praise, glory, honor, obedience, and so much more. Yet we often grieve our Lord by turning from him to do things our way rather than turn to him in obedience. And what does God do? He gives us what we don't deserve, his love, grace, and mercy. He continues to teach and develop us, and he is always available to us. The question is, when will we always be available to him? Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. We thank God from whom all blessings flow, and uh, we're just once again uh, excited to be back in the book of Jonah. We want you to turn to Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And there you'll find the following words. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Abantai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea, to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down and was fast asleep. And from this passage, we want to preach the renegade prophet who faced a great storm. The renegade prophet who faced a great storm. In verse 3, we see here Jonah's rebellion. The scripture says, But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Verse 3 is Jonah's rebellion. My friend, it is a dangerous thing indeed when you willfully defy God's instructions and rebel against him. That is dangerous. Jonah's disobedience caused him to leave both his home and his country. Jonah fled on a ship to Tarshish, which is modern day Spain. In verse three, 
the word of God says, but Jonah arose to flee. He ran to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah's rebellion caused him to lose precious time. And anytime you rebel against God, you do lose precious time. Jonah lost his money, and if it were not for the grace of God, he would have lost his life. And when you run away from the Lord, God has a way of frustrating your plans, and you will soon discover there is a high price to be paid for sinning against Almighty God. Beloved, sinning against God never works out. Now, Satan is deceptive. He's crafty. He's cunning. And he'll make you think that rebellion against God and sinning against God works out. But sinning against Almighty God never works out. Furthermore, when you obey the Lord and follow his instructions, you will get to where you're going and he God will pay the fare. I like to say this too as it relates to this verse. Anytime you disobey God, from that point on, you are headed downward. You don't go up obeying God. You go down when you disobey God. The scripture says in verse 3b, uh, Jonah went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. Verse 5c says, but Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship. Jonah 2, 6a also says, I went down to the moorings of the mountains. I pose a question. Why do God's people choose a downward path? Why do young people choose a downward path? Why do people who have been living a long time get beside themselves and even decide to choose a downward path in life? Well, number one, many saints choose a downward path because of an inability to hear wise counsel. Because of an inability to hear wise, godly counsel from those who love them most. And when you get to where you can't hear wise, godly counsel... My friend, you're headed downward. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You want to fall? You want to make a mess of your life? Just don't have those who are spiritual, those who've been walking with the Lord a long time, speaking truth and love into your life. Just live in a state of mind where nobody can tell you nothing and you're headed for a fast fall. So many saints live in confusion and they fall simply because they do not have wise, godly people who are full of the word. Wise, godly people who are full of the Holy Spirit. Wise, godly people uh, who have their best interests at heart speaking truth in love to help them live the righteous walk and be productive in the lives uh, they live. Secondly, uh, people choose the downward path because believers particularly choose the downward path because of an absence of humility in their lives, because of pride, an absence of humility. Uh, some believers become so prideful and, and sometimes they're not even conscious of their own pride. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23 says, a man's pride, a woman's pride, a child's pride, a teenager's pride, a young adult's pride, 
a businessman's pride, a mother's pride, a father's pride, uh, a politician's pride will bring him low, bring her low. But the humble in spirit will retain honor. Pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. All sin can really be traced back to pride. You need to write that down. All sin can really, if you look at it in the spirit and look at it closely, can be traced back to pride. Thirdly, why does God's people choose a downward path? Like Jonah, you're headed downward when you willfully harden your heart toward God and rebel against his instructions. When you willfully harden your heart toward God and rebel against his instruction. I love that passage in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 1. It says, Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine. Who carry out a plan, but not mine. Beloved, you are wasting your time and energy when you are pursuing plans whose origin do not come from God. Where are you? The plans that you have, what, where do they come from? The plans that you have. Is it from God or is it from you? Beloved, sinning against God never works out. And when you sin against God, then you start devising plans that are not really from God. There are some Christians whose plans originate out of ill motives. If your plans originate out of schemes, from manipulation, if your plans come from selfishness, if your plans come from self-promotion and hidden agendas, these kinds of plans are not from the Lord. And you, you'll be surprised how many Christians and people who say they know the Lord concoct plans that are very selfish, agenda-driven, self-promotion, manipulative, uh, ill motive. Your life will be more fruitful when you acknowledge the Lord and allow God to direct your plans and your path in life. Uh, Fourthly, why do God's children take a downward path? Many saints uh, take a downward path because their thinking is so low and small-minded. The thinking is low. Thinking is small-minded. My friend, you cannot advance any higher than your thinking. Did you get that? You cannot advance any higher than your thinking. And so many people have small minds to the point that they act small. They, they do low things. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Anyone who chooses to rebel against God is headed a downward path of devastation and destruction. Just as Jonah was in the lowest part of the ship, some of you are in the lowest part of your life, even as I speak, because you have a small view of God. You have no vision from God. You have no expectations from God. 
You have no excitement about the possibilities of what God can do through you. The scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, for it is God who works in you. You want God to work in you, not Satan to work in you. You want God to work in you. Your life is too short. My life is too short for God not to be at work in us. I don't want to be used by Satan. I don't want to be used by the world. I don't want to be used by people. I want to be used by God. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you when you are right with God, when you have the word of God, uh, when you have the spirit of God, when you are praying to God. It is God who works in you both to will, to do his will, and to do for his good pleasure. You bring pleasure to God when you do things his way, not your way. When you love God, when you love people, when you serve from a heart of love. Now, be it known to you, beloved, when your life has hit rock bottom, and I'm speaking to someone in here, and, and, and others of you, you've been at the bottom, and God, God, in his own good grace, has raised you up. And you never know, you could be at the top today, but tomorrow you can be back at the bottom. It, don't have, it doesn't take long to bottom out in life. So when your life hits rock bottom, I want to give you some insights of how to get up. How to get up. Because really, when you're down, you don't want to stay down. Don't get comfortable. Now, some folk don't want to get up. Now, some folk don't want to work. There are some folk don't want to advance themselves. There are people who want to live off other people. There are people who blame everybody for where they are in life. They take no responsibility for, for their circumstances. But, but let me give you something to hold on to. When your life bottom out, or perhaps you know someone's life who, who has bottom out, consider these. A, pray and ask the Lord to raise you up. Sometimes you get in a situation where nobody can help you but God. Pray and ask the Lord to help you up. You cannot get so low that the Lord can't meet you where you are and raise you up to the glory of God. B, elevate your life through obedience to the word of God. Elevate your life. Elevate your life. Through obedience to the word of God. When you begin to read the word of God, receive the word of God, to believe the word of God, to internalize the word of God, to appropriate the word of God, to, to implement the word of God, God begins to elevate your life and do great things with you. That's the way up. The word of God will lift your life up. It will lift your mind up. It will lift you out of depression. It will lift your spirit. It will encourage your heart. It will refresh you. It will bless you. The word of God elevates your life. Obedience to the word of God elevates your life. See, live holy and raise your standard of living. Live holy and raise your standard of living. God does not bless the unrighteous. Live holy. Have a holy mindset. 
God's word says, be holy for I am holy. Uh, God can't bless and will not bless an unholy life. Live holy and raise your standard of living. Live righteously. Have righteous dignity. Have high standards for God. Live holy. D, remain in the Lord's church and continue to serve his people. That's the way up. You say, well, I'm down. I, I'm, not going, I'm not coming back to church till things get better. That's right from uh, Satan's handbook. He loves it when you go through trials and adversities and you disconnect yourself from the Lord's people, the local assembly, the Lord's church, and therefore you don't hear the word. No one encourages you. There's not a song to bless your life. There's not to preach word of God. There's not people praying for you over you and over you. Satan disconnects you for the purpose of destroying you. He wants to wipe you out. And when you disconnect yourself, you're playing right into his hand. Listen, when you're going through things, that's when you need the Lord's people and the Lord's church the most. Will yourself to come to the Lord's house. Then E, the way up is to refuse to have a defeatist attitude. Refuse to have a defeatist attitude. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Some people don't do anything because you know you can't do that. Uh, Nobody in your family done that before. Don't you know that's hard? You know how much math that's going to take? Do you know? I mean, people talk you out of your life goals and life plans. They're not in your body. They're not God in your life. There's always somebody around you to tell you what you can't do. But I declare, you tell them, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can be whatever you want to be. It starts with that desire. You want to be a doctor? Start taking some biology. Start cutting up some frogs and dissecting. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be a pianist? Well, well, start taking piano lessons at four or five years old. You want to be good at ballet? Well, start taking some ballet lessons. You want to play football? Now, well, well, go out there and play little league. But parents, stop keeping them out there all day long, on Sundays, Monday, Tuesday, three or four times a week. You think they're going to make the NFL. All these kids not going to make the NFL. Stop giving them false hopes and false dreams. Why don't you say amen? That's only a select few going to get the privilege of playing in the big league. And then what upset me is some of them get that privilege and then squander it and act a fool at that level. And so many wish they could have had that opportunity. It could have stayed there a little bit long. And other folk get it and they misrepresent God and they just act like the biggest pagan on this side of the Mississippi River. They forget where they've come from. So the ball, the baseball, the tennis ball, the basketball, the football does not develop your spirituality. The Bible does that. Don't keep your kids so engaged in activities till they grow up and all of a sudden all they have is just ball, 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 no Bible, Bible, Bible equals pagan, pagan, pagan. You see, I can do all things. Dream, dream, go to school, educate yourself, 
Think high. Think high. Live in hope. You're somebody in Christ. You're a person of destiny. You ought to have vision. Think big thoughts because you got a big God. What are the disastrous consequences of rebelling against God? Jonah rebelled against God and there were some disastrous consequences. And let me tell you something. Hard time and skid row is coming your way when you rebel against God and tell him what you are not going to do. Consequences are, number one, unnecessary stress and anxiety. Unnecessary stress and anxiety. Sin will stress you out. It will stress you out, mess you up. Sin will make you sick. Secondly, loss of God's provision. Loss of God's provision. There is a blessed subtraction to get your attention. Sometimes God has to subtract and take away because when you have too much, you have a way of forgetting God. Some people, the more they get blessed, the less they do for God. The more they get blessed, the less the less they give God financially. The more they get blessed, they stop coming to church and start playing with their toys. The same God who gives knows how to take away if you fail to put him first. The Bible says in Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Another disastrous consequence is a loss of protection by God. When the protective hand of God is removed from your life, Satan wreaks havoc in the lives of those without God's protection. And that's a dangerous thing when you don't have protection from Almighty God. Listen, this world is too dangerous. Satan is too busy. You just caught on the news. The first five minutes is just... I mean, you just, before you can comprehend what one bad thing, there's another bad thing. Uh, then there's another bad thing. You need God's protection. Just trying to go to work. Uber people just trying to drive. Something you can get in an Uber. I'm not trying to scare you out of these things. You know, getting in a taxi, uh, flying on a plane, uh, getting on a boat. You, that, you saw that cruise ship the other day that was, I don't know some of y'all, that was tossing that thing in the helicopters. I mean, they were going out on that cruise. They never thought they'd be picked up by the helicopter on rope and, and taken somewhere on land. Did y'all see that? Is that just, that's just me. And I mean, it looked like the ship was just going to be turned over. The ceilings were falling down. The furniture was going everywhere and they were rescued. It looked like it was almost a Titanic all over again. You get on a boat, you better be praying. Shamu may get you. <laughs> you better be praying. You get in the Uber, you better be praying. You get on the bus, you better be If you're taking a walk, you better be praying that that rock waller is locked up. <laughs> Amen. They can outrun you. You know you can't run. Oh, yeah, you say, let a rock waller come. I'll show you I can run. I bet you can run when you have to. You, you know, somehow that drilling get to flowing, and all of a sudden you can jump in a tree and swing like Tarzan. <laughs> it's amazing. Listen, I'm afraid to not ask for God's protection. It doesn't matter whether you're going four blocks down to H-E-B. Somebody can snatch your purse. Somebody can just blow you off. You, somebody can knock on the wrong door 
and they can be a racist and kill you because you're the wrong color. People really have no regard for life. And our children and our grandchildren have to grow up in this world. And I hate to be bearer of bad news. It's not going to get any better. But I got good news in the bad, in the Mr. Bad News. Jesus is still on the throne. And he's able to keep you. Just like he kept Israel in Goshen when the plagues were all around, they had light in the camp. The frogs didn't get on the Israelites. The lights didn't get on the the Israelites. The boils did not get on the Israelites. God protected his people in Goshen as the plagues were. They had clean water when the, the water was bloody everywhere else. I declare in the midst of terrible times, God is able to keep you. You don't walk in fear, you walk in faith because your God is our ever-keeping God. Which means you have to live in such a way that the Lord takes delight in protecting you. He, he takes delight in that. Then another disastrous consequence is God's uh, divine chastening. God disciplines his children because he loves them. He wants to bring the best out of us. He chastens us to correct us. He chastens us that we would look more like him because he wants us to shine for Christ as his representatives in a dark and decadent world in which we live. And sometimes he has to chasten us when we act ungodly and when we know better but we refuse to do better and then another disastrous consequence uh, Jonah experienced, and we will too, and that is separation from God. Separation from God results in an inability to hear God. Separation from God results in unfruitfulness. Separation from God results in spiritual dryness and broken relationship with Christ. You know, we want, we want a divine connection with Christ. We want, we want to be fresh, revived, restored, renewed for Christ. Let's look at verse 4. Verse 4, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Verse 4, the Lord stirred a great storm. The Lord stirred a great storm. The greatest gift anyone could ever receive has already been given. Jesus paid the price in full. He loves us so much that he desires a personal relationship with all who surrender all to him. We have direct access to our Lord and Savior through the indwelling Holy Spirit. We owe him everything, yet the gift of salvation is free. Don't waste one more second. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families are designed, instituted, and ordained by Almighty God out of His everlasting divine love for all people throughout the world. 
Rejoice with the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, February the 12th, 2023 at 10 a.m. during our Family Day Worship Celebration. Come, hear, and receive a Spirit-filled message from the Word of God that will encourage and bless you on this special day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.